Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Now, today I would like to continue to preach in a series called Spirit Let Life or Spirit Let Living. There are so many things to learn. I want to encourage all of you to get the old teaching. I don't remember now how many teachings have I done for this series, but go to the CD table and get this teaching and listen again and again. Just listen again and again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing of the Word of God. And we receive everything from God by faith. We can see victory. We can overcome the world by faith. Therefore, we need to be diligent. We need to be studious in listening to the Word of God, reading the Bible out loud, and build our faith more and more. I want to have more faith this year than last year. I don't have enough faith yet. I want to have more. Amen? So we all need to do that homework. If you read the Bible carefully, you will see that God instructs us to walk in this life before we go to heaven. We walk in love. Love is more important than anything else. We need to walk in love. And number two, we need to walk by faith. These two subjects are very important. We talked about the love of God many years ago in the camp. And we keep talking about faith off and on. We walk in love and we walk by faith. We need to learn and understand our right and our privileges as a believer. We need to know our authority in Christ Jesus and in the name of Jesus. For example, I have the right to command or resist the devil to go away from me. When I got sick, I say, go away in the name of Jesus. This sickness, I have the right to command them to go away. That is walking by faith. And I use the authority of the believers in the name of Jesus. We can calm the storm in the name of Jesus. We have the right to speak to the negative situation in our life. But let me say this. Can we walk in love and by faith and we still fail? And we don't see the outcome. Yes. I've seen that many times. Because the, the third Thing that we need to mix with walking in love and walking by faith. And that is to be led by the Spirit of God. Three things. Walking in love, walking by faith, and being led by the Spirit of God. One time, a lady, this lady loved to read the Bible, and she always believed in the protection of God. She always caught the 23rd chapter of Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. She always quoted the Psalm chapter 91. And one day she was so upset and was so confused because she was robbed and she was hurt by a robber. After she quoted these two chapters in the Bible in the morning. So she went to her pastor and said, Pastor, I'm very upset and confused. I walk by faith. And I quote these two scriptures talking about protection. I believe in God's protection. 
But why in the world I got robbed and I got hurt? Because the robber hit me. She was so upset. And then the pastor, thank God, he took God's side. You need to do this. Always take God's side, because God never fails, because God never make any mistakes. He always mean well to you. He is a good God. He never plans anything bad to you at all or for you at all. He always want to bring good to you. So always take the Bible side and God's side. Don't take human side. Okay. This woman got upset with God. Then. The Holy Spirit talked to the pastor, asked this question: "Sister, where did you get robbed?" And the lady said, "Oh, I got robbed in the bad area of the city, that area full of gangster." And the pastor said, "Did you check in with the Holy Spirit before you go there? Do you need to go there or not? Did you really need to go there?" She said, "Kind of. I don't need to, but I go anyway." And did you check with the Holy Spirit? No. Did you feel warning inside your spirit that you should not go there? Yes. But I walk by faith. I'm gonna quote the scripture, and I'm gonna quote Psalm 23 and Psalm 91, and I believe God gonna protect me. But God warned her, don't go there. Now you understand the story. She did not listen to the Holy Spirit, and even though she walked by faith. She still failed and got hurt. So don't question God's goodness. Don't doubt God's holiness and God's justice. We need to trust God. We need to walk in love by faith and by being led by the Spirit of God every single day. Why do we need to be led by the Spirit of God? Now I want to emphasize: exercising faith. Walking in love without being led by the Spirit—it's not going to work. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is the one who's going to show you what are we believing for, what scripture we're going to take on for faith in that situation. The Holy Spirit will guide you to the right scripture. Not only that, whatever you are facing right now in your life, when you walk in love and by faith, you need to understand how. Can I implement my faith in this situation? Who g o i n g to tell you how you implement your faith? What approach do I take? Who should I talk to? What kind of phone call I should make? When should I call, make a phone call? When should I go there? All these things need to be led by the Spirit of God. You still need the Holy Spirit to lead you. If you study about the life of a man, the man after God's own heart, King David, King David, every time he went out to fight the battle, the Bible say he inquired of the Lord every time. And sometimes God say, "Go fight, I will be with you." Sometimes God say, "No, don't go up there. Do this way." Who give him the direction? Why he he was walking in love and he was walking by faith. Who gave him direction? What to do in each particular situation? Let me read to you First Samuel chapter 23, verse 4. Once again, David inquired of the Lord, and the Lord answered him, "Go down to Keilah, for I am going to give the Philistines into your hand." He inquired of the Lord, and the Lord said, "Go down." 
First Samuel chapter 30 verse 8. And David inquired of the Lord again. This man was so humble. Everything he does, he asked God for direction. Shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? And God answered, pursue them. You will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. Second Samuel Chapter 2, verse 1, again, in the course of time, David inquired of the Lord, shall I go up to one of the towns of Judah? He asked. The Lord said, go up. David asked, where shall I go? You see, every detail, go up and where and how and when. Even though you walk by faith and in love, you still need the particular detail instruction from the Lord, what to do. And then the Lord answered, to Hebron. Second Samuel chapter 5, verses 23 to 25. Therefore, David inquired of the Lord, and he said, you shall not go up. The last few scriptures say, go up, go down. And this one say, don't go up. Very, very clear direction. Circle around behind them, come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be, when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you shall advance quickly. God gave David very detailed instruction. For then the Lord will go out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. And David did so as the Lord commanded him, and he drove back the Philistines from Gebar as far as Gezer. Now I read of this scripture to show you that if you want to be a man after God's own heart, you want to succeed in your life, you cannot just walk in love and by faith. You need to inquire of the Lord. Ask the Lord everything you do. Every time I put the x-ray films up, or go into the website to look at the MRI picture. I put my antenna up and ask the Lord, what is going on in this lumbar spine? Why this person has a right leg pain? Where should I do? What kind of surgery? How I can handle this situation? God, tell me exactly in detail. And I tell you, when I perform surgery, I cut on somebody's back or somebody's neck. When I start to cut, my spiritual ears open and I say, God, lead me and guide me every single step from now on. And I heard the voice of the Lord all the time. Go up there, go this way, go up there. Don't stop there, don't go there. He will lead me every single step. So true faith must be coupled with being led by the Spirit of God. How do we know how to deal with its particular situation? How do we put our faith in God in certain situation? Thank God we can know. Thank God that we have the greater one. The Bible says, the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Who is the greater one? The greater one is the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of you. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to live in you, to be your guide, to be your teacher, to be your helper, to be your comforter. So we must get to know the Holy Spirit. We must look to the Holy Spirit, learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit, and respond to the Holy Spirit. This is one of the reasons I like revival service. Because when I lay hand, the Holy Spirit touch people. They have a personal touch and encounter with God so they will become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit later on in the shopping mall when you want to buy something. Actually, I just went 
to shopping mall last a few days, and I want to buy some belated Christmas gift for my wife. And she said that I want this. I know exactly what I want, but I could not find the right one right now. And I walk into the show thing, and I look at it. I say, I know my wife doesn't like this. All this one, but the Holy Spirit kept telling me, "You need to ask." So my wife said, "No, no, we don't have time tonight. We have only 15 minutes. The mall gonna close. We need to leave, and I want to buy from another person." And the Holy Spirit kept telling me. Ask them, ask them. So I disobey my wife the first time in my life. <laughs> you don't believe me, is that right? Okay. <laughs> so I asked the manager. Say, can I? I want to explain to you what my wife likes about this necklace. They bring it out, show to her, put on her neck, but she doesn't like it. But out of the blue, the person at the Counter say, you know, one of the football player of the Seahawk ordered this necklace, and maybe you can try because he is out of the country. He never replied my email, so he put it out. Oh, it's the right one, <laughs> perfect, perfect. Put on her neck, and she say, I want this one. Within 15 minutes, we get that necklace to go back home as a Christmas gift. Amen. She want to buy that for her daughter wedding. Amen. So you can see that if I did not listen to the Holy Spirit, I would not know that they hit one of the good necklaces behind the scene because it's not in the showroom there. We need to listen to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit knows everything. Romans chapter eight verse fourteen: For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Can children of God, you and me? God's son and daughter be led by the Spirit of God. Yes, we have the privilege, and we have the advantage of being led by the one who knows about everything, who knows about all kind of problem in the world and how to correct the problem in the world. He knows everything, and his name is the Holy Spirit. If you read the book of Acts carefully, you can see that the disciple in the early church were led by the Spirit all the time. Sometimes the Spirit told them yes. Sometimes the Spirit told them no. Go, stay, do this, do that, and the Holy Spirit get involved in everything in their life, every dealing in their life. The Holy Spirit and His leading were so real to them. Very real, if you read the book of Acts carefully, and we are a part of the universal church. We are still writing the book of Acts. Continue to write the book of Acts is not done yet. We still have the Acts of the Holy Spirit today, not the Acts of man, the Acts of the Holy Spirit. And today, as believers, we should be able to experience the reality of the Holy Spirit and of His leading, not less than the people in the book of Acts. We should experience on a daily basis, 24/7, every single day. If you want to be a successful acupuncturist, you need to be led by the Spirit of God. If you want to be a successful minister of God, you need to be led by the Spirit of God. Everything you do, you should be led by the Spirit of God. He is so real; He can teach you. 
He can guide you and he can help you in everything, not just only preaching or leading the prayer meeting. Everything you do, even driving, anything, he can help you. John chapter 14, verses 16 to 18. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth. He knows all the truth. Whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is another helper. What is the meaning another? Another means one of the same kind. The first helper of the disciple was Jesus Christ. And now Jesus is in heaven. He was raised from the dead. He ascended up to heaven and at the right hand of the Father. As Christians, we worship and serve the living God. We are not serving the dead God. He is the living God. He was raised from the dead, okay, in the history. And now we have another helper. His name is the Holy Spirit. Jesus said to the disciple, it is more advantageous to you that I am going away. I believe when the Peter heard that comment, Peter might have said, how in the world that anything can be better than to hang out with Jesus? It's so wonderful to hang out with Jesus. He healed the sick. He healed the leper. He stopped the storm. He raised the dead. He performed miracles. His teaching was so awesome. I love to hang out with Jesus all day long. But Jesus said, no, it's better that I am going away. And I'm going to send you the counselor, the comforter. When Peter talked to Jesus, Matthew cannot talk to Jesus because he can spend time with one person at a time. When Jesus is in Jerusalem, he is not in Seattle. But the Holy Spirit is in us, on us, with us all the time, 24-7, everywhere in the world. The Holy Spirit is going to be with me in Auckland, New Zealand. And the Holy Spirit is with you in Seattle at the same time. I can talk to him anywhere, anytime, even at 2 a.m. I can still talk to the Holy Spirit. For Jesus, he needs to sleep. I cannot talk to Jesus at 2 a.m. So it's much better to have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And this is the fact of life. Listen carefully. The Holy Spirit helps some people much more than another person. For some people, the Holy Spirit helped them to comb their hair, to put the makeup on, to drive the car, to cook the meal, to talk to the boss, to correct the problem in the computer, to be a great IT guy. The Holy Spirit helped them to do anything all the time. But other people never heard from the Holy Spirit. Is God a respecter of people? Does God take prejudice that, oh, I love this person more, I'm going to help that person more, and I will not help this person? No. The reason that God, the Holy Spirit, helps somebody more than another, because some people look to the Holy Spirit more, listen to Him more, respond to Him more, cry out to Him, and ask Him to help all the time. Why other people say, you know, I'm so smart. I can run my own life. I can do my own things with my own strength. I'm such a smart guy. 
I don't need to listen to the Holy Spirit. And they make mistake after mistake, and they cry and cry because they make mistake. Brother and sister, I believe that the members of New Hope International Church will be the first kind that we will know the Holy Spirit and we will be led by the Spirit of the Lord. Let's tell the person next to you: You need help. You need help. And everyone say like this: Everyone say, "I have a helper, the Holy Spirit, who is inside me." So every believer who sit in this room and who listening to this teaching have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Now the question is: Do you take advantage of His help? Every single day, or you just totally ignore him and forget about him. Do you take that advantage? I know that my children know very well how to use me, my credit card. <laughs> I know they take advantage of having a dad. When we go out to shop, the Christmas gift, unlimited. I like that for. My son, I like that for me. I like that for my husband. Just keep buying and buying, and pass it down. All right, all right, all right. Uh, credit card, credit card. You know they take advantage of having the generous dad and mom. Do you take advantage? I'm not saying they're wrong. We love to give. We love to give to our children and grandchildren. Do you take advantage of having the Holy Spirit on the inside of you? He can take your hand. And lead you every single step of the way. He can guide you and tell you. He can explain everything to you. If you look at a certain situation and you say, "I don't know what to do," boom, he can tell you. He can tell you what to do, and he can even greater than that. He even prepare you for the things to come in the future. He knows the future that something gonna happen here five days from now. The Holy Spirit is preparing you to face that situation. Five days later on, wow! What the helper we have! What the great counselor we have! When we feel weak, we can receive his strength. When we need life, he can quicken us and give us life. When we don't know what to do, when we don't know what to say, he will teach us what to say and what to do. He will help us anytime, anywhere, twenty-four-seven. He does not only help the preacher like me, but he helps the mom, the housewife, the IT guy at Boeing or Microsoft, or the real estate agent. How to present the house to your customer? He will help you. Anybody in the earth who has the Holy Spirit, he is willing to help them. I like the story of Moses when Moses was building the tabernacle. At that time, there were only three kinds of people that God anointed: the king, the prophet, and the priest. But this special project come up. The Holy Spirit helped people to build the tabernacle in Exodus chapter 36, verse 1. So Bezalel, Aholiab, and every skilled person to whom the Lord has given skill and ability to know how. Everyone say no. Everyone say, know how. To carry out all the work of constructing the sanctuary and to do the work just as the Lord has commanded. My brother and sister, 
God will not only teach you how to preach, to teach the Bible, and how to do intercessory prayer, but He will teach you how to be a great psychiatrist, great acupuncturist, great worker in your company. He will teach you, and you will know how to do things, and you can be successful in your life because you listen to the Holy Spirit. He will anoint you to do your work so that you can prosper. Your boss will like you and give you a raise. He will help you how to raise kids. Every time when I talk to my kids, I will listen to the Holy Spirit. What I should say to my children? I will, the way that we do parenting to be led by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit knows everything. He knows the best way to do everything. So we should hook up to Him and seek His anointing, His guidance. He knows how you can stock your food in the refrigerator. He can tell you how to stock it. He knows everything. Just listen to Him. Ask Him to help you. If you listen to Him and He leads you, what you do is going to be 10 times better than what you try to do it yourself. And it will save you maybe even half of the time. You try to spend two hours to do something, but when the Holy Spirit helps you, you do it only within 20 minutes. Much quicker, much more effective because the Holy Spirit is the best person to help and guide you. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. My dear brother and sister, the Holy Spirit is not an object. He is not a chair, a piano. We can communion or fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He is the person. The Holy Spirit is the person, not a human, the person. Therefore, He has the mind. He has His own thought. He can think. He has the will. The Bible talks about the Spirit wills. He knows. He can make decisions. He can make choices. The Holy Spirit is a person. He has feeling. You can make Him happy or you can make Him mad. You can make him grieve. The Holy Spirit can sing and can laugh. That's why when the Holy Spirit touches some people, they laugh in the Holy Spirit. The joy of the Lord. He makes us like him. We are the person too. That's why we can think. We can make decisions. We can have feelings and emotions. We can express our feelings. Our God is not the expressionless God. A lot of people think that God is stoic, no feeling at all. A lot of people think that in heaven is so quiet, like a Dracula movie, that when the, uh, the bird comes in, you can hear the sound of the wing. No. In heaven, so full of joy, dancing. People sing and shout in heaven. In heaven, there's so much emotion up there. Our God is the emotion, emotion expression God. He can express His emotion. He's a happy God. Amen? So when we come to God as a human being, we need to learn how to express our emotion. Sometimes you cry. Sometimes you laugh. Sometimes you shout, thank God. Sometimes you jump up and down and run around and say, thank you, Jesus. You can express your emotion because He is the person. He is not just a dead chair. He can express his feeling through you and in you. 
Amen. Sometimes a person say like this: "I am a man. I cannot express my feelings so much, because expression expressing the feeling is a sign of weakness. In fact, it's opposite. If you dare to express your love, your joy, your peace." Your emotion toward God in front of public, you are a strong man. Amen. You are not a weak man. You're willing to express your feeling in front of people. Now, in order to be led by the Spirit, we need to be sensitive to Him. How many people want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit? Sensitivity. In order to develop sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, we have to do three R's. R's. Number one. Respecting the Holy Spirit, everyone say respecting. Number two, recognizing the Holy Spirit. Number three, responding to the Holy Spirit. Today, I want to talk about the first one, respecting the Holy Spirit, and we'll continue next time. I will not be able to finish the sermon today. These three things are important to develop. Sensitivity to the Holy Spirit in our life, respecting the Holy Spirit, respecting God, is the integral part of faith. When you have faith in God, you respect Him, because you know that He is the Almighty God. He is the Creator. He knows all things. He is all powerful. He is omniscient. He knows everything. So you respect Him. Because you have faith in Him, I like one of the story in the Bible. There were two persons in the Bible that never died. God just took them to heaven without physical death. And when I read this story, I want to be the third one. It's up to you. I want to be the third one. The first one that I know about that God just took them to heaven without having sickness and disease and die or getting old is Elijah. Another one is in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter five, verse twenty-four. Enoch walked with God. Then he was no more. One day, suddenly, he disappeared because God took him away. Wow, that would be nice, huh? You sit at home, suddenly you disappear. God took you to heaven. I'm going to be the third one. I ask God. And now we're gonna learn. <laughs> How many people say me too? <laughs> Don't have to lie in the hospital. Just gone. Okay. Now we're gonna learn how this man got this blessing from God. God bless him. God really like him so much that the man doesn't have to face physical death. Hebrews chapter eleven verse five. By faith, everyone say faith. Faith is important. Enoch was taken away. So that he did not see death, and was not found. He disappeared from his living room, gone. He was not found. His wife was be shocked. Where is my husband? He's gone, because God so dark. Pastor Dar, just get ready. One day I will be gone like that. God, <laughs> because God had taken him. Now the reason why God took him, for before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Who? How do we please God? 
No one can please God without faith. You please God when you walk by faith and obedience. I imagine right now, when Enoch was growing up, he did not know God that much. He was a boy, and then his grandfather and mother say, Adam and Eve, Enoch, do you know? Before we got kicked out from the Garden of Eden, we walked with God every day in the cool of the day. God came down and we talked to God. God talked to us. It was so wonderful. But we make a big mistake. We sin against Him. God is so real to us. And Enoch heard that from the grandparents and say, "Hmm, I like that. Okay, from now on, I'm gonna talk to God. I'm gonna draw near to God. I'm gonna approach God." So as a young man, he began to talk to God, fellowship with God. He believed that God heard him. He believed that God spoke to him. He kept building that fellowship and talking. And when God say, "You know, Enoch, forgive your brother." Okay, Lord, I forgive. And then he talked to God that day. My brother stole my toy away. God say, "Give him the toy. Don't worry about it. I give you another one." Enoch say, "Yes, Lord, I do it." All the days of his life. He get closer and closer to God. He built a faith, and he obey God. He really respect God to obey Him everything. He wanted to be close to God, and eventually, when he get older, God was so pleased. This man loved me so much. He have relationship with me, and everything I say right, he went right. Every time I say left, he went left. He's just an obedient child. He's so good. I like him. Okay, no death. Come here. Come to heaven right now. Who I like to do that. I want to be like Enoch. I want to really have a relationship with God. And everything God say to me, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. The Bible show clearly that when we draw near to God, we respect God. God draw near to us. When we seek God and have faith in God, God manifests Himself. Faith causes God to move and to respond. When we have faith, God responds. Faith is more precious than gold. Not just faith, but obedience, like Enoch. Please, God, fellowship with God. We need to believe that God is real, and we respect Him. The Book of Psalm, chapter 111, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and all who follow His precept have good understanding. To Him belongs eternal praise. I believe Enoch really have faith in God and respect God. Whatever God say, He say I do it. And the Bible say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. What does the Bible call the Holy Spirit? The Spirit of wisdom. He has wisdom. He is full of wisdom. When we talk about the fear of the Lord, I don't mean the tormenting fear. In the medical word called phobia, sometimes I order MRI. MRI is a closed machine, and my patients say I have claustrophobia. I am afraid of closed space, so I need to give Valium or have to send them to the open MRI. Because they cannot be in the closed space, some people have phobia of snake, phobia of high place. That is not I'm talking about the fear phobia. We are talking about reverence fear. 
reverence. Everyone say reverence. What does it mean, reverence? Reverence means honor and respect. And we don't want to hurt that person's feeling. We honor and respect. When we show God's proper respect and honor, God say that the Spirit of God will give you wisdom. In order to be hooked up to the Holy Spirit, the first R is that you need to respect the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of wisdom will tell you what to do. You can sit there and get confused, don't know what to do. And in the flash or in the split second, the Holy Spirit gives you wisdom and show you everything that is happening. And then He gives you the answer what to do. He gives you the solution. He shows you many things in your life because the Spirit of God knows everything about everything. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord will bring knowledge because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of knowledge. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. When you reverence God, fear God, respect and honor God, God will give you the knowledge and understanding and wisdom. It's so important that we need to respect the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Amen? Now, how do we know that we respect the Holy Spirit? How do we know? Nowadays, I notice that we are living in a very disrespectful society. Sometimes, kids come to our house. Our young children invite their friend to come into our house, and the parents come up and open the door. And they see their friend inside. They just run across you and go greet their friend, and they never greet you. They just totally ignore you. Maybe friend come to your home, play with your kids, and they just walk by you, the, the dad. Walk by you, never say, good morning, Mr. So-and-so. Thank you for having me here. They totally ignore you because we are living in a society of losing respect and honor. We need to bring this back to the church, to the society, that we need to respect people. And one of the signs of not respecting people is we call ignoring. Many Christians ignore the Holy Spirit, completely ignore. Can you imagine if the president of America is standing beside me here and I totally ignore him? I just keep doing my thing and he tried to talk to me and I just, oh, don't, don't talk to me, I ignore him. Is that respect and honor? No. I need to respect the Holy Spirit who is with me and inside me. The Holy Spirit is with you and inside you all the time. Will you listen to Him? Will you stop and say, what are you going to say to me? Will you surrender to Him and say, hey, talk to me please, I need your help. Ignoring is a sign of no respect. And many people, there are three kinds of Christians. Christians who don't know anything about the Holy Spirit because the church never taught them. And they totally ignore the Holy Spirit out of ignorance. The second kind of Christians, those who are taught about the Holy Spirit, but they're so rebellious and so arrogant. They say, I don't need you. I ignore you. The third kind of Christians know about the Holy Spirit and always respect the Holy Spirit and never ignore Him. Always listen to Him. When you cannot figure things out, you say, Holy Spirit, help me. I respect you. I respect your idea. I respect your knowledge. I want you to help me. Amen? The Bible talks about 
are going to stop here because of the matter of time. The Bible said, "Don't quench the Holy Spirit." In First Thessalonians chapter five, verse nineteen, one of the way to sh- not show respect to the Holy Spirit is to quench the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to quench? It means to throw something wet, or throw a blanket on the fire, or on the flame, and smother it. Just smother that fire. Stop it. Can Christians smother what the Holy Spirit is doing? Yes. Can the Christian quench what the Holy Spirit tried to say to them? You just block it off, and I will not listen to you. Yes. We can quench. We can smother. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, try to warn them again and again, but they don't listen. And when they get into trouble, they blame God. They say, "God, you don't love me." They blame God. So we need to be aware of the Holy Spirit, respect Him, listen to Him, and the Holy Spirit will lead you through your own spirit here. When he's talked to your spirit, the sermon later on in this series, we're going to talk about how you can listen to the Holy Spirit. You're going to learn that how you can hear His voice. That is maybe lesson ten, lesson eleven, twelve. This is lesson five. We still learn more and more. I just not even go half of the series yet. You're going to learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit inside your spirit. Some people quench the Holy Spirit by using reasoning, human reasoning, intellectual. Idea. Some people override what the Holy Spirit say, completely ignore Him, and don't want to listen to Him. Let's build the lifestyle of listening to the Holy Spirit. Look to Him, respect Him, be aware of Him. Always hook up to Him and listen to Him in everything you do. Amen. Even you buy a gift. For your parents, you listen to the Holy Spirit. Even when you drive, you know when I get into Belleville Mall, a lot of car, I will listen to the Holy Spirit. Should I turn right or left? I want the parking spot right now. I don't want to drive too long. And the Holy Spirit say, "Turn right." Boom! Somebody pull out. I get the parking. I listen to the Holy Spirit. Even parking a car. Amen. Amen? Everything you do. So God gonna guide you. Again, we don't walk only in love. Love is important. We don't only walk by faith. Faith is important, but in every particular situation, we are led by the Spirit of God, and we should be like Enoch, build that fellowship with God, build our faith, please God, please God by respecting Him, fearing Him. Reverencing him, and he will give you all the knowledge and understanding, everything that you need to know concerning your life, your calling, your job, your family. He can make you know. You will know everything. You may even know the future. What's going to happen? Because he knows the future. Don't go there. Don't invest in that company. He tell you everything. He is the good God. Should we be that kind of Christian, led by the Spirit of God? Amen? Amen. How many people want to do that? To be led by the Spirit of God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for showing us in the Scriptures 
about the spirit-led living, Lord. Lord, in this generation, we like to be like the Book of Acts Christians. We promise you, Lord, we will walk in love. We shall do the best to walk by faith. But at the same time, Lord, we want to be led by your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for sending your Spirit to be inside us, with us, and on us. And we have the privilege and honor to be hooked up to Him, looking up to Him, learning from Him, being helped by Him. Holy Spirit, we pray, we ask you, Lord, that you will help us to get to know you more. Fellowship with you. Draw near to you, and you draw near to us. Oh Lord, we want to be like Enoch. We want to please you, obey you. We will not be like a stubborn horse. Our rein, our heart, will be easily pulled by you, Lord. We will be like a rein-trained horse. You say right. We go right. You say left. We go left. We want to obey you. Humble ourselves, Lord, to follow you every single day. Oh Lord, train the disciple in this generation to be spirit-led. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you don't know Jesus yet, I would like to encourage you. I gave my life to Jesus 30 plus years ago. I came from Buddhist background, very anti-God. I put my fist up against God. I did not believe that there was God. But later on, when I read the Bible, I find out that God is real through this book, the Bible. Then after that, I have experience of God's leading, healing, miracles every year. God is so real. I want to encourage you to give your life to God. God loves you. He is your creator. He is your father. And he wants to take care of you. He wants you to go to heaven after you leave this world. One day when your day comes to an end, you're going to be with God for eternity. God is so good. Amen. So I'd like to encourage you. Jesus said, no one can come to the Father except through me. I am the way, the life, and the truth. Jesus is the Son of God. God sent him into the world. He's God. God has three parts, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And when you believe in Jesus, he opened the door for you to go back to relationship with God the Father. So, very simple. This is about faith. You believe that you don't come from monkey. You believe that the world and the universe just don't happen by explosion. But it comes from a designer. How many people have a smartphone? Raise your hand up. You think the smartphone can just happen by accident? No way. Somebody designed it, somebody make it. The same way you are even more complex than the smartphone. The smartphone cannot have a baby, but you can get pregnant. You can have a baby. God designed you. So to become a Christian, it means you come back to God and you have relationship with your Creator through Jesus Christ. And you admit that 
I am not perfect. I have done wrong, and God, please forgive me and cleanse me from all of my sins. And now I can have relationship with you, and my name is recorded in the book of life that I can go to heaven after this life. On this earth, He guides you and help you. He heals you and He provide for you. But when you go to heaven, you're gonna be with Him for eternity. Amen. How many people want to live that way? I want God to help me, heal me. How many people say I want to go to heaven? If you want to do that, and you want to make sure you are safe, pray with me. Just speak to God right now. Father in heaven, I admit, Lord, I'm not perfect. I have made mistakes. I have sinned against you. Oh Lord, please forgive me. Please help me. I believe you sent your Son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for my sin. Lord Jesus, please come into my life to be my God and my Savior. Jesus, from today on, you are my God, and I will walk with you. Help me every day. Put my name in the book of life. I will walk with you until the last day on earth. And I know, Lord, you love me, and you will take care of me. And one day, I will dwell in heaven for eternity with you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Congratulations that you give your life to Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, let's stand up. Father. I believe, Lord, that you are such a good God. Lord, I ask you to pour your great grace upon your people, pour your goodness, your healing power, your goodness, your favor, your protection, your wisdom, understanding, insight, and knowledge. Upon your children in this house, Lord, protect them and guide them every day. Make them the head, not the tail. Rise them up above all the storm of their life, Father. Oh Lord, I speak that they will experience the love and the power of God in their life every day. We thank you, Father. Take care of them, Lord. Use them. Bring them to the final destiny of their life. Fulfill that destiny, Father. And you shall bless not only them; you shall bless their children, grandchildren, to the thousand generation. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This morning, if you would like to, me to pray for you, I will pray for you. 
when Jesus was walking on earth, he always prayed for people. He touched people. He laid hand on people. Actually, it's good to be touched by the Spirit of God. Amen. Because the Holy Spirit gives you life. The Holy Spirit gives you strength. If you need to go, I understand. But if you want to be prayed for, I will be here to pray for you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.